Welcome back, everyone. To another episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Today you're going to learn how to create a TikTok. Create a TikTok with your dog. <laughs> no, we're just best to read. Oh, it's just another Tuesday yeah. during the quarantine life. Hope everyone's doing good, staying safe, staying healthy out there. And we're in some pretty unique times right now. I think it's something like when you're in it, you may not think about this component of it as much, but this is obviously a situation we'll remember for the rest of our lives, you know? It's starting to feel a little bit weird, in my opinion. Not yeah. like, How so? not, not bad or... It's almost become the new normal. You know, I was telling Nina this the other day. It's like so interesting how the how the human mind adapts to things. Because like for me personally, I was so used to getting up in the morning and then going into my office and then, you know, doing the normal work I do. And then we transitioned everything 100% remote. And now it's like it took, what, five or six days. And then like that becomes the new normal. Now it's like, okay, this is my routine now. It's like you create this new program and this is the program I follow now. And it's like, doesn't take very much time at all, I feel like, for it to become the new normal and for you to adapt. But like now, if like you go to pick something up, right, to the grocery store or you're driving to the pharmacy, it's just dead. There's nobody out. Yeah. The the streets are completely empty. If you like walk your dog at night when we go outside, there's nobody there. Like I am legend shit, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's eerie in that sense. But also I was trying to order a pull up bar for our house the other day. And trying to get jacked and tan. Well, I'm on Amazon. They don't deliver to my area anymore for some reason. Okay, that's weird. Then I go on, where else did I go? Target. Target. Nope, won't deliver. Dick Sporting Goods. Kohl's won't deliver. Like, at least 10 different companies. Overstock and now, won't deliver to yeah, me. Nobody's saying, delivering. So I got it. I think we ended up ordering it from Dick's, like a really shitty one too. And it, there was only one because when Brian tried to put it in his cart and get it delivered while it was sitting in my car on the computer... It wouldn't even let him do it. So I, you know, ordered that one and see when it gets here. It said like seven to eight days. So we'll see. Seven to 10 days. Sorry. So we'll see when that gets here. But you just can't. And we even have something that we're ordering off Amazon. And it's usually would get here in like 24 hours. And it's taking us two Two or three, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. 14 days to get it. Yeah. It's kind of strange. That's what I think is weird. I ordered like my moisturizer and whatnot two weeks ago. No, three weeks ago. And it took almost a little over two weeks to get here, wow. which is not normal, you know? Yeah. So that's why that's why I think it's it's kind of odd, like the times we live in. We're so used to, here's a good point. It's on-demand life. Yeah, we're so used to like ordering something and it's going to be here. You know, it's going to be here in two to five days. I actually stopped in the post office the other day to ask them what the mailing time is um, for a product. Obviously six feet away from the person you were talking yeah, to. Yeah, and he goes, well, what what used to take one to three days now takes like four to eight days. Mm-hmm. And he goes, international, forget it. Because depending on what country it is, some of the stuff isn't even being allowed into countries. Yeah. So it's getting sent back. Um, which I thought was just like, wow. Like this is how much this has affected everything at this mm-hmm. point. And then, I don't know. I think my daily life is it hasn't really changed much except that you're around more. Yeah. Um, I was already working from home. But I will say this. I don't... No, we get some of that me time. I don't see... I don't see how it's going to be, maybe for like the first month or two, it'll be cool for people to go back to work. But in the long term, I think people are going to realize that while wow, working remotely was better. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my life more in order that way. Yeah. Right now, it feels weird for people working from home because they can't do anything else. You can't like 
work from home till from nine to five and then go grab dinner. You know, you're like stuck in the house all day. So I that's why even, it feels weird. I was even reading the other day that as part of the phase four stimulus package that the government is looking at uh, infusing more capital into the economy. Um, it's another two, tr- from what I've read so far, it's another two trillion potentially. And some of that money is supposed to be allocated for telecom and broadband infrastructure to allow for more of a remote environment, especially in like the rural er- rural areas that don't have super fast internet speeds yet. Um, there's obviously some other things that are probably going into that. We won't get into that today. That's but. another thing that's happening. All these apps on the internet, Zoom, Instagram Live, all uh, what is it, TikTok? Uh, fit, fit not, fitness stuff that we fitness use. Fitness stuff. Uh, everything's like crashing. If you yeah, their get server, on, Their servers can't handle the, the load of people. If you try to get onto a... Um, like a fitness thing that you have a subscription to in the morning, I would say around 7 a.m. our time. Yeah. Um, good luck. Yeah, two you know? times this week I have a, a yoga mobility thing that I use, and it's was it was down two, two, two of the seven days of this last week, and I couldn't do it at the time I usually do. Yeah. Let's change to a different topic for all the ladies who are listening to this podcast. Ladies? Yeah. You'll, you'll understand this too, because I think I bitched about it five times already this week. All right, bring it on. <sighs> I wish somebody gave me a warning about this quarantine situation, okay? I mean, we've been in our house since March 16th. Like a warranty? Pretty sure. A warning? Yeah, a warranty. A warranty? Um, so we're, we're hitting like three or four weeks at this point. But uh, I wish I got some sort of warning so I wouldn't have gotten my nails done the week before. <laughs> because now I have these like half chipped... I, I usually get dipped. Well, I think powder. we did have a warning. We just didn't know it was going to spread as quickly as it did. Two things. Well, remind me. Two things with the warning situation. One, I could have fixed myself a little bit better and could have like gotten rid of my nails. Could have gotten my eyebrows done. Like I could have done a lot. Excuse me, this. universe. Please, please warn me for a global no, pandemic. No, no, no. No, I'm serious. Because working around the house with dip powder on that's like halfway grown out. And then there's like some I of think them it's hot. that are completely like hot. chipped off. Oh, you know, wow. It's so bad looking. Like it's just terrible. Um, not good for some self-esteem. Hey, well, luckily it's just you. Luckily it's just you. <laughs> yeah. And I have infinite confidence, so I'm not really worried about it. So either. that's one thing. Nails, I would have not gotten them done and I would have just, you know, gotten a regular manicure and yeah. kept them natural. Roots, our hair. Um, I ha- I don't get my hair dyed, but for like color reasons, but I started getting gray hair when I was 23. You and me both, sister. Yeah. That's like, I know. I said that one day at dinner at your mom's house, at your parents' house. Uh-huh. I wanted, it might have been like last Easter when I said it. Everybody just turned and looked at me and were like, really? Like, I'm the only one that got gray hair that early. You, me, and Chris Dixon. Well, it's, it's kind of surprising to me because culturally, your background, I feel like people have dark hair oh, for my a mom, long time. Oh, my mom didn't get gray hair until she was like 45. Yeah. You'd be stressing, girl. I'm telling you. You'd be stressing. It was law school for sure. (laughs) So that's why. And so my roots, it's not terrible. I got some gray hairs in law. I think my my first gray hair probably popped out in law school. Law school can be a stressful time, you know? It's just a lot. Just a lot of stuff. And then you look back on it, it's like, why was I even stressed or that was so dumb? But so roots would be one thing that I would have gotten taken care of because so far I'm doing it myself with this little brush that I'm putting on. What else? Probably would have gotten a facial. Probably would have gotten a great massage beforehand. I mean, even <laughs> massage places. Oh, yeah. And I am the idiot last week who tried to call for a deep tissue massage. And they're like, oh, we're closed. And I'm like, oh, I should have known that. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some essential businesses like chiropractors and doctors and your urgent cares, they're all open. You know what we were just talking about this earlier, actually, is some of these essential businesses that are open 
is you didn't let me finish my point oh my bad go for it i thought you were done that's right hush hush over there (laughs) um the second reason i actually wanted a warning aside from personal hygiene stuff was that we were in tulum two weeks before all of this happened Mm -hmm. we were actually considering not going because of everything happening and we're like no yeah we almost didn't go to tulum and then we went so glad we went the best week of my life ever in a long time and then we get here and within two weeks we're stuck at home doing Mm -hmm. remote work and i was saying to brian the other day i'm like wow if we knew about this any earlier we would could have just stayed there and not have to come here and could have at least enjoyed the beach however now um i've been checking out the place that we stayed at and that whole area, um, all the hotels are closed. A lot of the restaurants are shut down. You're not really allowed on the beach either. It's kind of like dead city there too, which is kind of sad to see. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can you can make your point now. Oh, so what I was going to say, you were talking about some of these essential businesses. And these are things I think that nobody really thinks about for the most part in terms of taking things for granted. Like as an example, like you don't usually go to the grocery store and check out with your groceries and leave and you're like, holy cow, I'm so grateful that there was that checker there that could check me out today so I could have food to nourish myself over the next week, right? Or that person at Walgreens so I could purchase those supplies I needed for my house or whatever the case is. But like right now, now all these people are like, out in the midst of it right like they're putting themselves at risk for sickness and they're providing these essential services and now i feel like is a time where you can really be like wow like that's something that i think everybody for the most part takes for granted and realizing how important these individuals are for the things that they provide to society and how essential that they really are you know so think about it your amazon people your mail your mailmen like things that are just like second nature that, that to we us, take, we don't, we yeah, don't even think about. We don't even think about. And did you mention the whole? I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. Did you mention the whole like minimum wage thing? Mm-hmm. About th- these are the people that make minimum wage, and the topic has come up several times for in our country of like these people should not get paid more than fifteen dollars or more than tw- whatever it is, more than twelve dollars. It's like, well, now we're all literally surviving because of them yeah exactly so for all the people that were were against raising the minimum wage you should probably think about that minimum wage is one of those challenging things because it's like especially it's happening right now is we're just infusing money printed out of thin air back into the economy like the the value of the dollar becomes less and less. So then all these people that are making minimum wage can't purchase nearly as much as what they were able to before. And it's just this vicious cycle that continues. Like the, it, even the minimum wage, no matter how high we make it, it's yeah, never going like, to be it's enough. Like, great, let's of, raise yeah. it to 17 bucks. Well, now the dollar's worth this much less because mm-hmm. we infused a bunch of money out of thin air. Yeah, but they don't take that into account. Yeah. They never do. So those are some little updates and thoughts that we've had over the course of the last several days. With that being said, I also had a, uh, I saw a really good post this morning. Um, Actually, I'm going to read it to you guys. And my mom has been sending me like pictures or like news video clips of like the dolphins that are back in the Venice Canal, which haven't been there since the 1960s. Uh, The peacocks are like literally walking into like neighborhood streets and homes up onto people's balconies in India. I actually saw one. I think this was in Japan in the middle of like a busy commercial city area and a group of deer. There was like eight mm-hmm. or 10 deer that were just walking through the middle of the city streets because there was nobody there. Yeah, deer are coming out too, especially because like no one's hunting them and also there's no cars. Deer are very scared of cars, obviously. Yeah. And so deer are coming out. 
the uh, I mentioned this before in our last podcast, but like the skies in China. Brian's been to China, and it's like super. It's gloomy. like when you're there, it's like very like there's like a this it's like, a mu- like dust musk. that just like yeah, yeah musk that just sits in the air of the pollution from all the factories that are constantly pumping out from this consumerism society that we live in but it's like when you're there it's this this foggy haze that exists in the sky and like the sun peeks through here and there but it's still like very like muggy from this haze and I actually saw some interesting satellite imagery that came out from some geospatial intelligence where it was mapping the uh, geography of China and the clouds and all that stuff in this foggy haze and it like cleared up while China was shut down. So all this stuff is like, it's it's almost as if everything in the universe, aside from humans, and I don't mean that in a bad way, I'll, I'll clarify this is thriving and flourishing without our interference. It's funny because we talked about this when we learned about this the other day, is that it's like at the end, nature always wins. Yeah, like right? you on it, it's, it's creepy and almost eerie to see like how cocky humans are and how much like they try to control things and just manipulate the world around them and destroy the world around them for their own benefit constantly. And they have all these excuses for doing so. But the minute that we are all in our cages... Which, is, which are our homes, locked away, is the minute that the universe just tends to thrive and it just keeps blossoming all on its own in its own way. So I saw this post this morning. I shared it on my Instagram, but I'll read it to you guys. We fell asleep in one world and woke up in another. Suddenly Disney is out of magic. Paris is no longer romantic. New York doesn't stand up anymore. The Chinese wall is no longer a fortress and Mecca is empty. Hugs and kisses suddenly become weapons, and not visiting parents and friends becomes an act of love. Suddenly you realize that power, beauty, and money are worthless and can't get you the oxygen you're fighting for. The world continues its life and it is beautiful. It only puts humans in cages. I think it's sending us a message. You are not necessary. The air, earth, water, and sky without you are fine. When you come back, remember that you are my guests, not my masters. Wow. And I, the line I, the line in there that stood out the most to me was hugs and kisses become weapons, right? Because now people are like afraid to be next to people. And what I, I've actually was thinking about this yesterday. I went to the grocery store yesterday and now people are like really in this mode of being distant from each other and they like won't even look at you when they're walking by you and when they talk to you they like they get like very nervous almost, right? Like it, it, you can definitely feel it when you're in an environment it's a little bit closer quarters. And I almost feel like that the human connection component of things is now created this barrier. And like the, the hugs and kisses, it's almost like exuding love is now becoming challenged. Like you can't do that because people are afraid and they're in fear. Um, Brian and I walk outside sometimes towards our park, obviously away from people. And t- twice already we had really awkward Oh my God, this interferences. is awesome. So we're very... If I could, we're kind of in our own world when we're walking. We're usually talking about something. We're like super into it. Or I have my headphones in and I'm listening to rap music and I'm 10 feet away from him. Okay. Like it's one or the other. Well, the first time we're walking side by side and we're not far from our house and there's really nobody around either. Like it's dead. So we're walking and this girl. <laughs> so yeah, we were walking towards our house. I'm sorry. And trust me, when I say that we were on like the totally the one side of the sidewalk we really were like we were far away from her up against a fence 
She's walking by, not even trying to move. Like she could go into the street that was empty. She could go off into the grass. We would go off into the fence. Like we couldn't go anywhere. So she continues to come by us, move past us, and immediately yells at Brian. She goes, single file. And single I, file. It happened. And I like, it took me a second to even recognize what she was saying because I'm obviously in my own little world. And uh, it's like she was jogging by and it's like, there's nowhere we could have even gone. Like we were completely on the, away it's from a, It's you. like, sweetheart, you could have, you had the grass and you had the street side. We were up against a fence. We couldn't funny. go anywhere. So anyway, she freaks out and we're both just like, what? Like, it was just so fast and random. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like, geez, like pump the negativity breaks. Okay. Then a week later, we're at the park, actually around the same area on that, that like really soft strip next to the botanical gardens. We're walking, and this time I'm I'm more towards like a person if they were to walk by, but I'm like literally hugging Brian as I'm walking because I'm being very cognizant of not being near people and trying to stay six feet away. This dude walks by, and again, he's not moving, and as he goes, right when he hits my ear level, he screams, assholes. <laughs> I was like, beside, I'm like, did you just hear that? Like, what is wrong with this world? And like, trust me. People, I understand that we all have to be away from each other, but if I have nowhere to go, what do you expect me to do? Like, stop? Like, what do you want me to do? You have the space. So even if, and then for those of you that are not familiar with St. Louis or Tower Grove Park, it's got like six or seven or eight miles of like just walkways and paths and some are really, really big where you can be six feet away and some are kind of narrow. It is so apparent when people start to approach each other, the tension that starts. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, like the awkward, like, are you going to move or am I going to move? Are you going to stop or are you going to wait for me to go? I have a dog. You should move out of my way first. Like, it's just so much like oh, animosity almost yeah, that, annoying. you know what? Working out in the park is like not even ideal anymore at this point. Like yeah. walking was even more atrocious because I noticed more and I was able to pick up more. If I was running, I just blazed past people and give a shit. But when you're walking through the park, oh man, it's really, really obvious. Yeah. But so the the line that stood out to me the most and the little thing that I just read was, please remember next time that you are my guests, not my masters. And I felt as if like that's the universe saying like, you're taking me for granted. I give you a home. I give you like oxygen and sky and sun. And you try to come here and destroy me and control me for your benefit. But I you're really re- just a guest here. I can reset you anytime I yeah, want. Yeah, like, I don't need you. You need me more. Mm-hmm. So please, you know, be kind. Um, I'm not really sure about the Western culture, but definitely in the Eastern culture, like, my parents instilled those things in me a lot. Like, wake up and, like, thank the sun, which I know when we were kids, even I made fun of it. Trust me, I did. Like, I was like, what, mom? Like, you know, like, I'm not doing that. And, like, now as I get it's older. It's such a simple thing, too, because if you think about it, the very most basic level, without the sun, we would not be in existence. Exactly. But now as I get older, obviously, I'm a little bit more wiser. I've had more experiences to humble me now. A little bit and, more wiser? Not with that language or not. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I'm just, I, I get it more, and I understand why some ancient cultures, especially in the West, did have these practices that you really had to feel that deep gratitude every single morning. Like, my grandfather to this day... First thing he does when he wakes up, he drinks warm water and then he goes outside and just like, like just basks in the sun and just feels gratitude for like the earth and like for everything that it provides. He, um, he's retired and he chose to get away from the city life and owns lots and lots of land. And so his like hobby is farming. That's what he likes to do. He was Farms. a banker. His Mangos, whole life. right? Yeah. He was a banker his entire life, lived in the city, um, had five kids. One of them was my mom. And now my grandmother kind of lives in the city with all the kids and 
uh, and her grandkids. And my grandfather kind of lives a couple hours away just because he has to be near nature. He hates the city so much. But he's all about that stuff and just very, very spiritual and grounded with nature. Like he, he believes nature is God, you know, like mm-hmm. all that is and the whole reason I'm breathing is because of this world. While I posted that post on my Instagram that I just read to you guys, I don't want to piss anybody off when I say this, so please take it with a grain of salt. This is just my perception and opinion, but I do think that this is also a little bit of karma because we kill a lot of animals in this world to consume for our own benefit. And I have always been against that. I don't judge anybody else for doing it, but I am vocally open to saying like, I don't think that we should be killing something else that has a heartbeat and is living with us here. I don't think that that's um, appropriate. So I was a vegetarian my entire life. I've been a vegan for 10 plus years now. My entire family is vegetarian. Um, except for my dad, he eats meat here and there, but, uh, both sides of my parents' families are all vegetarian. So there's like no meat eaters except for my dad in my family. Something else I find is interesting. And we may have spoken about this before is that in your family line, nobody's ever gotten sick. Well, I just think this is the point I'm going to try to make. No cancer, no terminal, no autoimmune disorders, nothing. And I'm going to try to make this point. I don't think that's just meat. It's not just because they don't eat meat. I think it's because they don't eat canned food. They don't eat packaged food. They don't believe in microwaves. They have a very wholesome like cook fresh food all the time eat it like fresh food three times a day they're all about their juices and smoothies and fruits and banana like they're just very wholesome lifestyle they have i understand that life there is very different than here and to have that lifestyle here for people it's unattainable almost you're working Mm -hmm. 9 to 8 p.m 9 to 5 p.m you know like almost every single home in america has um both parents working right now you know so it's not the same and i understand that but back to my killing animals for your own benefit part. Now it's almost like I saw a meme on Instagram and it was the humans were in a cage and the animals were all flocking around it, pointing the finger at the humans in the cage. Like it's mm-hmm. karma, you know, like this is karma for you. Like, I saw that. That's a, yeah. that's a really interesting. You guys put us it. in cages for yourself and like, now look at what the universe did to you. And that's what it kind of feels like. And although, yeah, this may feel like we're reading too much into it or we're like, you know, taking this little virus too far, Maybe, but I do believe that it's our job and our duty to go within and question our actions or question what we followed without questioning before. You know, like we just blindly followed the masses. We blindly followed the corporations. We blindly listened to the media and the commercials that told us to buy XYZ. It's just not healthy for us. And this is a big example that in 2020, in 2020, you're telling me that a little virus is wiping everybody out. Doesn't that seem odd? Like with all the technological advancements we have and all the medical capabilities we have as a whole, as a universe, as a global world, you're telling me that this thing is entirely just, it has us that controlled. You know, like doesn't that like kind of creep people out? Like, wow, we really are nothing and we should probably do something about that. Something, Something I think is really unfortunate in how the media system is structured is that like you, you very rarely see articles or news where the information about how many people are surviving this. It's all singularly focused around the increase in sickness and the increase in death, as opposed to the amount of people that are actually coming out triumphant on the other side, right? And that just creates a, a whole other level of fear-based yeah. control 
and mental programming. No, it's funny you say that. And before anyone even thinks of saying this back to me, like, you have to take this seriously. I am taking this very oh, seriously. Oh, yeah, we take it very seriously. But uh, there was this woman, actually, uh, I was walking in the park and she was talking on speakerphone to somebody. And I could hear, this was the other day when you were doing your workouts on the bar. Mm-hmm. She's talking, she's like, what people, she's talking to somebody in Arkansas. I heard yeah. that much. And she's like, it's like, you don't understand the statistics that they're sharing. Literally, it's still less than 1% of the population that's even contracting the virus. She's like, the way that they're reporting it, though, is really misleading. She's like, the chances of you getting the virus are really not that magn- like magnified. Mm-hmm. So the lady was like telling this other woman on the phone, and she's like, oh, I know, I know. She's like, it's more of like a, they're trying to control our financial markets more than anything. They're trying to instill fear in us before the elections happen in November. Mm-hmm. And they're going on. And I thought about it for a second. I'm like, okay. I, I do agree with that. When you actually look, take their numbers and look at it, it's true. It's less than 1%. I understand that. But still, I, I, I don't think that means that we should be ignorant. No, not at all. Yeah. You know, do I think you should let them... It's obviously hurting a lot of people, right? And killing a lot of people. To me, even if it's less than 1%, it's a lot of people and it's sad. Like, yeah. we still, we shouldn't just diminish that. But at the same time, it's like... I think there should be more transparency around the figures. It should not be... It should not be singularly focused on contractions and death. It should be saying, these are how many people have contracted. These are the death. These are how many people have survived. Like, you, you don't see the survival rates very much. Yeah, there was a lady who posted about her um, husband who's a doctor, actually, at a hospital in Idaho. And he's like, they're not t- t- telling people how many lives we're saving from the coronavirus exactly. at all. And there's exactly. a lot. There's hundreds every single day sure. that are recovering from it. But uh, I also, when I was you know thinking about all of this the other day when I saw this post, I thought, we really just need to go back to the basics. When it came down to uh, figuring out how we could be immune to this or how we could lessen the harsh side effects of the virus on people, what was it? Zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin C, and there was one other thing that they said. Oh, ginger um, were like the top things that if you had that constantly in your system, you wouldn't get the virus as bad. Mm-hmm. And so that just tells me like back to the whole nature argument it's like we harm those things that are good for us and we chase the things that are in pill bottles manufactured by our companies and billion dollar pharmaceutical corporations for us that in the end give us all cancer and make us sick and die so you don't need that there's there's a really good quote actually uh i forget who said it but it's like the same people selling you the medicine to make you sick or the the same people selling you the medicine to make you better or the same people making you sick no it was the same people who who sell you the fear are the ones mm-hmm. yeah it was, it was like fear over and pill i'm talking about a different thing oh. but uh but anyway just something to think about um yeah there's a lot of i mean it's, it's really interesting to see all these things right now as they play out it's just it's, it's just a really unique time and, and i think more interestingly it is obviously there's the very serious nature of things but just how it is affecting the human mindset right it's like it's completely changing the way that people think. So you, I would consider, I would consider you and I like homebodies mm-hmm. anyway to begin with, right? We love to travel and do things, but when it comes to like hanging out in St. Louis, it's like we don't want to go to the same places all the time, like every weekend. Um, but I will say that seeing some people's reactions on how they're handling this staying home thing kind of is shocking to me. What do you mean? Because so many people are used to just not being home. Oh, okay. And like always being distracted by the bar, restaurants, friends, family, this, that, like constantly on the go, constantly doing something. I was talking to my chiropractor the other day 
And he was explaining to me how for him, this is like new because he's used to waking up at 4.30 a.m., getting his workout in, taking his kids to school, getting into his office by 8.39 and just working straight through, going home, getting dinner. He loves to be out. Like he said, he, he doesn't like to be home. He said, he's like, I'm not a homebody whatsoever. And so he goes, now all of a sudden I'm taking a nap on a Tuesday. <laughs> he's like, I'm doing like all these like crazy. I'm like, there's so much time in a day mm-hmm. that I never realized before. And I'm like, that's right, because you were filling it up with nonsense. And he goes, I really was. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just so sweet. He's like, I have all this time to spend with my kids. I still have all this time to accept clients and new patients. He's like, I have all this time to really do everything I want and not feel tired at the end of the day or feel like I'm stretched too thin. He goes, it was my fault. And so basically we were agreeing on the fact that this happened for a reason for a lot of us. And mm-hmm. it's really the same lesson of like, Slow down, slow down. I think China and America need that lesson. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there's other countries there too, but um, just from like what I know, I feel that these two countries do need to slow down. Absolutely. Our, our life needs to change for yeah. the better. That's but for sure. Something else I, I had a revelation of, sorry, I'm just here like trying to take the dip off my nails, like just <laughs> clicking it off. Um, something else I thought of, and I was telling Brian this, that... In the future, when we want to hire people for our company and like make it big and grow after all of this, I know that I don't want an office. I don't want like a huge building. I don't want an HR team. I don't want people coming in and sitting at their desks. I want a remote team for mm-hmm. sure because I don't want to condone a lifestyle of where you live, breathe, work, and die the job I gave you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's going to be way more like you're going to enjoy it and you love what you do. And you, you'll even do it when you're on vacation or at the beach somewhere, you know, like it just doesn't matter. But definitely a little epiphany I had sure. for sure. Yeah. It's the future of the workforce, 100%. But it's providing, so there's tricky parts about it. It's I think it's the future in regards to providing a... Do you know that there's still some companies in America that are making their people go to work? No, I know. Yeah. Um, but it allows you to create a more of a work-life balance if you know how to manage it the right way. If you don't know how to manage it the right way, it can actually create the reverse of a work-life balance because it's almost this perception of you're expected to be responding at any time, right? Like it could be 9 p.m. on a Saturday and all of a sudden you get a note from somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to respond right now, right? And that's like more self-imposed restrictions around it. So you have to be, when you're building that remote workforce, you have to be very conscious about what the rules and guidelines are for employees and what's expected out of them and what isn't. Yeah, well, I blame HR for that and the people who are on top because that's where that culture is built from. So if you have corporations that do switch to remote work, wrote remote work after this, but it, but make their employees feel the way that you just mentioned, it's pointless. Mm-hmm. There's no point to that. Sure. Um, but it does disgust me when I hear that some companies are still making their employees go to work. Like they're still putting those employees and their wives and their kids or their husbands and their families at risk every single day mm-hmm. that that person commutes goes has all these interactions with people and then goes back home mm-hmm. like that's not that's not fair True. i did have a question though i don't know if you know maybe someone else knows how are doctors staying immune to this they're not there's a bunch of doctors that have came down with it helping people in america yeah 100 percent I just read an article the other day about doctors that got sick and then went back and they were able to overcome it. And then they went back to the hospital and started helping more patients. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a bunch of people, doctors, nurses, you know, different type, all sorts of different types of healthcare and medical workers have came down with it, helping others. 
and uh, some have made it and some have not. That sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. What are your thoughts on this whole New York situation? What, which what part of it? Of these like tractor trailers coming in and like being hooked up and. I don't know. It's, I think it's probably happening. I think. Well, let's tell people what I'm you, talking about. You first. have to be very. Um, what am I looking for here? You have to be very astute when you're observing what you read and see and hear about in the media. Because just recently, it was either CNN or CNBC or maybe multiple media platforms admitted that they used some of the worst footage that came out of a hospital in Italy and said it was New York City to show how bad it really was. Like they actually came to said, oh, we made a mistake. We didn't mean to air that footage. Yeah, right. They needed footage to make it look really, really bad for the story and narrative they were trying to paint. So they took footage from some of the worst hospital stuff in Italy where there's people just, you know, wall-to-wall beds, sick patients, doctors, pushed it through U.S. media streams and said it was New York City. And they even came out afterwards and admitted it. I think it was CNN. And uh, so you got to be very careful about what you see. But some of the stuff that I've seen on multiple outlets is that they're taking these 18-wheeler truck beds and like hooking them up to hospitals and refrigerating them because they're like temporary morgues because there's so many people that are passing away and then basically digging these mass graves to put the bodies because they don't know how to like get rid of them fast enough. Um, in terms of what I think about that, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. And that's where it gets tricky because, oh my gosh, if this is happening, that's like heartbreaking and sad. But then like, Two weeks later, you find out CNN completely released the incorrect footage and yeah, called it's like it America. I've got, yeah, I can't trust anything I yeah. read. And then like here's anything I read. Here's the biggest one that I'm having a problem with. A month ago, right? Everybody wear masks. Start wearing masks. Within two weeks, it was stop wearing masks. The mask doesn't prevent you from getting the coronavirus. It does nothing. Okay. Then while they're saying that, they're also saying, also, we need the masks for people in the medical field and there's a shortage. Wait a second. And then now we've got states coming out saying, if you leave your house, you have to wear a mask. But wait, (laughs) if they're, if the mask doesn't prevent the coronavirus and we shouldn't be using it, but you want the medical field to be using it and they need it because they have a shortage yeah. of it there was actually an issue that so it just happened a huge like two hundred thousand these n95 masks that were getting delivered to berlin got rerouted and sent to the united states for the second time this happened no but here's my point so you're telling me that it does prevent the coronavirus if you're in the medical field and you use it but it doesn't prevent the coronavirus if we use the mask uh, I think it's, okay it's back and forth it's not and you know who picked up on this well i did a long time ago but this woman in france that i follow she blasted. She blasts America like no tomorrow on her Instagram. And she goes, this is funny. America, she like starts, she took and screenshot all these like titles and the dates. And it was when America said, use face masks. And then it was like, don't use them within two weeks. And it was like, the medical field needs them. And there's a shortage because you guys keep taking them and we need them. Okay. Well, now you're saying that it does prevent the Corona mask, but you want to give it to your doctors and not the people at large. Okay. And then it goes, wear them because... Um, it's airborne and now there's a real shortage, but other people are starting to make the, make the masks. So it's like back and forth. And then now you have states and governments mandating that you have to wear a mask before you come in. I don't understand. And apparently yesterday in St. Louis, around St. Louis, people had masks or turtlenecks all the way up to their faces in grocery stores. I didn't get the memo. I mean, I, I saw it yesterday when I was there. There was a lot of people with masks. Really? Um, so that's, it was just making me think like, I don't even know like what do you what do you follow what do you believe like 
what's real or what's there's not so real. There's so much mixed information. And even it, which makes it so challenging because even when the stuff that could potentially be true comes out, you can't even believe it. Yeah, then you have people like me like, huh, they're lying. Yeah, you're lacking (laughs) faith in the whole media system in general. No, it's it's true. I get it. But we are doing our part. I mean, we're not going anywhere, just kind of outside our house and then back in. You know, we actually. I've been spraying our every single piece of mail, which is funny because sometimes I'll overspray it and it'll just, I can't read what's in my mail then because I sprayed the envelope too much. But every box, every package, the door handle has been discolored. So our front door is like a nasty yellow color now because I sprayed it with Lysol and it sat in the sun and it discolored the entire code. Like there's like a code on our front door. Um, that's how much I've been spraying stuff. But we, we've been taking every precaution that we possibly can. We're not really ordering takeout. We haven't done that once. Um, we've cooked all of our own food. Yeah, because it's kind of freaking me out. Like, I, I listen, I'm all for supporting local businesses, but... I don't really want to spray my food with Lysol. <laughs> That's just it. I just don't want to do it. No, I saw the funniest thing the other day um, with Larry David. And for our listeners who are not familiar with who Larry David is, he was one of the creators of Seinfeld and also has this show on HBO for years called Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's hilarious. But uh, he posted this thing that cracked me up. And he's like, I don't really get it. He's like, I, he goes, there's people out there. They're They're going in public. They're not abiding by these distancing guidelines and he's like you know that's that could be very harmful to older people people like me well probably not me because i'll never see you but maybe your your grandma or your grandpa or some of your relatives he goes i really don't get why people are continuing to go out he's like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to stay at home and sit on the couch and watch tv like this has never happened everybody would want this at one point or another he goes on this whole rant it's pretty funny larry david's the man i love that dude what's going on in california I haven't really been like, I know um, New York is bad, but what's going on down there? Calif- I mean, New York obviously seems to catch a lot in the media because it's spread the worst there. But I mean, California has it pretty bad too, I think. They've got the shelter in place orders and lockdowns. <laughs> yeah, but didn't your brother tell us like two weeks ago of just how much people were not caring? And they were like in the parks. Oh, yeah. Traveling, like going on the subway. Playing like, pickup football games, yeah, all sorts was, of stuff. I will say this, even here... At the park, we saw a couple little congregations going on. Oh, they big, were not big groups of people, yeah. six feet apart. <laughs> not none of them. Some were like even in a circle drinking cans of beer on like last Sunday or something. And I'm like, are they retarded? <laughs> like, what are they doing right now? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's craziness. What was that look for? Uh, nothing. Um, what else do we got today? I don't know. You got to carry this one pretty much it i think for all the, the updates that we've had for this week some interesting times we're going through you know we'll keep everybody posted with stuff that's going on with us and some different ideas that we have around these different concepts that are progressing and everybody stay positive out there you know stay healthy stay safe and uh yeah we'll see you guys next week